Hello and welcome to another episode of Sizzle Reel. I'm Elizabeth Campbell. And I'm Will Koenig. And we're here with another fantastic movie review for you, not that we're biased, of this movie we saw this weekend called Mother. And I would like to preface this by saying, Will pick the movie... And that is all I have to say. So, Will, why don't you start? All right. Well, there wasn't anything else out, okay? It was like American Assassin, which looked garbage. So, Which I, I still vote we should have seen. So I picked this movie, not knowing what I was getting into at all. <laughs> just putting that one out there. So to be, to, I mean, just to start off, I'm not, obviously we're not going to do spoilers right away, but. So this is the non-spoiler part of the review. It, this movie isn't as advertised, so be careful if, if you are going to go see it. It, it is. Uh, it is not a horror movie. At all. It is not a horror movie, and it is advertised as such, and Darren Aronofsky, the director, pulled a fast one on his audience. He really did. And it, it even sitting in all the trailers before it were for horror movies, and I was like, okay, this is going to be scary. And after seeing it last weekend, I was like, okay, another horror movie. Not a horror movie. No. At no point was I scared. No, they tried to do like a few little jump scares here and there, which weren't anything, but... That was, wasn't the point of this movie. <laughs> I was honestly more scared by the people who were sitting behind me in the movie theater who also chose to see this movie at 10 a.m. on a Sunday than I was about the actual movie itself. Actually, when I went, there was a good group of older women, and I was confused. I'm like, why are they seeing this? And now after I saw it, I'm like, oh, I feel bad that they saw this, <laughs> knowing the content. But, uh, yeah, that was an interesting audience where I was at. But, uh I guess we can just kind of talk about the, I guess, the performances first by Jennifer Lawrence and Javier Bardem. Or, yeah, Bardem. Yeah. So Jennifer Lawrence, I think, I'm not really sure what her thought process was in taking this role other than, I guess, trying to prove her serious acting credibility. And I have to say, I did genuinely think she was a kind of, like, mentally disturbed person. So her acting was impressive in that sense. And I was thoroughly annoyed by her the entire movie, so she achieved that acting well. Same with Javier. I was also annoyed by him throughout the entire movie. I, I mean, I, th- I thought they gave good performances in technically. Like, I, I'm not sure... I mean, when we talk about spoilers, like in what characters they were playing, because I don't know. Yeah, I, it, we'll get it, to that part later. It's kind of hard to do to uh, critique the way they were acting for that role in a way. So yeah, it's you can't really blame them for what the script they were given, yeah. past the fact that they chose to do I, it. See, I was wondering if Jennifer Lawrence knew what she was getting into when she signed up for, or if it was too late when she realized, oh, this is what's happening. Oh crap, what do I do? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I guess technically acting chops good for her. I mean, like, overall, I think technically, technically, it is a good, well-made film, but... <laughs> the only place I disagree with that is the camera movement, because the, a lot of the movie is told through the perspective of Jennifer Lawrence's character, and so it's through her eyes, so we get a lot of that shaky camera feel, which personally drove me sick and gave me a headache during the See, movie. The I felt like the, the, the director's... The, vision on that was to make the audience sick in a way like obviously he didn't want you to sit there and have a headache while you're watching his film but I, I, I think he wanted the audience to have that sick feeling to their stomach while they were watching this this film I get where you're coming from it is an artistic vision I am not a fan of said artistic <laughs> no, okay, vision yeah, no. I would strongly critique yeah, it which no, is what I can okay. do in I this ma- podcast that makes sense yeah <laughs> All right. Um, so what else do we have to say? Um, Ed Harris was in it, and uh, I like him a lot in other roles. And I think he did a pretty decent job at his role, in, which, again, I can't really say what it is without giving things away, but I think he did a very well job. We can give kind of the basic premise of the movie there to kind of help people come in, which is Jennifer Lawrence and Javier Bardem's character have a house that they've just rebuilt. They're a married couple, and they're living in the house, and then one night they have the visitor 
Ed Harris, right? Ed Harris and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yes, they come and they are visitors to the house, and everything kind of spirals out of control from there. Yeah. So, overall, non-spoiler recommendation, knowing what you know now, I would offer a strong do not go see this movie. Well, surprisingly, I would recommend not to see it as well for a very large amount of the audience, even though I kind of enjoyed it. It is very weird. It's not normal. It's, it's, it may offend a lot of people. And if you're into that stuff, then I would go see it because it is a very interesting and thought-provoking movie. And the stuff that he's talking about is when we will now move into the spoiler part of our review because the entire movie is a giant allegory to the Bible. Yeah, and um, so Jennifer Lawrence plays, I guess, like uh, Mother Earth, Mother Nature is what people have been saying, and then Javier Bardem played God or the Creator. That's true, and then the two house guests were Adam and Eve. Yeah, and then there was the the Ken and Abel story was actually in it with the the two sons were uh, one of the sons of killed the other son, which is a story in the Bible as well. You know, but who hasn't been fighting with their brother over money when they suddenly break off a handle from a door and bludgeon their brother to death with it? I mean, it could have happened to anyone. It could have happened to anyone. Okay. All right. So Darren Aronofsky basically like played this off as a horror movie so that people would go see his religious views of this world. <laughs> and he tricked them into doing it. And then even the first half of the movie, it's not there yet. And you're just like, oh, this is a normal horror psychological movie. It's weird. I don't know what's going on. The first half of the movie, they really drug on. So he got that aspect of the Bible right. <laughs> and then it took forever for anything exciting to happen. And then like the second half, it's just a bunch of like fast paced stuff just happening all around you. And then you slowly start realizing those those metaphors for like the Bible and like what his view of like Christians are in today's world. I gotta say, I think his most biting commentary that I personally laughed out loud at was at one point in the film, Jennifer Lawrence and God, Javier Bardem's character, have a child, obviously supposed to be Jesus. And so Javier Bardem goes to show, he he almost Lion Kings his baby (laughs) to be like, that's, he was, he's holding out to the crowd that has assembled because they all want to hear him and he's a famous poet and all of that. So they Lion King the baby, the crowd picks up the baby and they're passing the baby around, passing the baby around going woohoo, woohoo. And then they freaking eat the baby. They eat eat the baby and they drink its blood which, then, which is a clear like metaphor clearly communion communion but i was cracking up <laughs> at that it was so weird and I, th- I think that's when i was like oh wait what just happened and like i'm like oh my gosh i get this now <laughs> <laughs> because like there were some scenes where you start realizing because like okay for the first half of it I was like, this is a normal movie. It's like not like it's not like reality, but like this is a normal movie. And when I started realizing this wasn't a normal movie, it was when there was two people and they were like they they were guests because they were having like a wake or a funeral or something, and they just kept sitting on the the, the counter that she wouldn't want them to sit on. Yeah. And then they'd take like they'd go back down and she'd be like, and then they get back up when she turned around, and then all of a sudden they just stopped listening to her at all. And then I'm like, okay, there's something bigger going on here in terms of what the director wants us to see. Yeah, I think probably about. 20 or 30 minutes in when he leaves for the hospital and she's like always staying behind I like at first I thought that she was just kind of like an OCD like social agoraphobia type of person it was going to be a commentary on mental health and then I thought that she was in hell and going through the different circles of hell and he was Satan like refusing to let her out because when there was at one point there's like kind of like a giant rebellion protest just 
absolute chaos in the house. And Jennifer Lawrence wants to escape, and Javier Bardem is like, no, stay back, stay back. So I thought it was hell for a while of him like keeping her in hell. And then everything with the baby happened, and I was like, oh. oh that's Jesus, yep. <laughs> we, have, we have Jesus, everyone. I have to say the most horrifying part by far was when they like showed the baby like process and then like breastfeeding, and I was just like, I mean, I hate children, but I was just like, this is clearly the most terrifying part of this movie. And I exclaim sure. in the feeder, like, ew. And everyone turns to me and they're like, that really? That's the part that gets you? Not when they were like beating people to death or anything like that, but the baby creeps me out. Yeah, so I mean, like, uh, I guess like the big thing here was with Javier Bardem's character, God, and that I think Darren Aronofsky wanted people to see that like his vision of God is someone that loves to be worshipped by everyone. And he's like this egotistical thing that wants everyone to love him and he never has enough and he is always looking for more and he's never satisfied and and then that's like kind of like the end of this film is that he allows the world Jennifer Lawrence to like go into apocalypse or die and like be destroyed and then he recreates it so he can start over and have more of this worship and like try to get it perfect but he's never going to be satisfied yeah and I think it became clear because at first in, in the context that Javier Bardem's character is a poet so at first the first visitor who comes is just like a rabid crazy fan of Javier's work and wants to hear his poems and then the second larger group of people come for a wake because they and he's willing to host and then a larger group comes because Javier publishes a new book and they are all just huge fans of his work so it starts off as fans and fans and Javier Bardem's character is happy just to have them just words worshiping them and wanting to see them and talking to them and then it when it kind of all for lack of a better phrase hell breaks loose is when he invites everyone into his house and says share share love one another share which is again kind of like sharing and loving yeah. one another is kind of a tenet of Christianity but for Mother Earth it's everyone's coming in and ruining the one thing she cares about, which is her house, because she's just labored for probably years putting this all back together. So I think it was interesting, though, when all chaos breaks loose and there's nothing left for him to give, and they're all not kind of talking to him so much anymore or worshiping anymore. They're all just in chaos trying to survive. But when Jennifer Lawrence goes into labor, he gets a safe space, and they give him gifts of clothing and fruit and water. And he's just absolutely floored by these yeah. gifts. So he really it just kind of becomes to Will's point. He doesn't really care what he's getting as long as he's getting attention and some sort of gift. Which, which by the way, this is like a super controversial thing to like portray in a movie. Like, yeah. Honestly, like this is like kind of like ballsy of him to do and then put into a movie. Like this isn't normal. Like a lot of people are absolutely hate that this is like part of like the major theme of this movie and it's kind of like I kind of respect him for doing that I just wish he was front and forward about it and not didn't try to hide behind a horror movie type thing I agree with he's going since it's such a strong allegory as it is and the symbolism is so blatantly out there he should have owned up to it from the beginning that he was making a biblical allegory story and it was going to make people think it was going to make them think critically and question their beliefs instead of just oh no it's a horror movie psych once you're here and you can't leave this is actually a story about the bible yeah it's interesting and then there's also like there's just like all the during all the chaos that you can just just see like all like the the relevant stuff that's happening in today's world like there's like soldiers like invading the the house kind of like what we do overseas and like people getting shot and murdered if they don't have the same beliefs Mm -hmm. it's just very interesting to see all the like the stuff that he piles in and like 20 minutes at the end yeah there's a prostitute ring too yeah yeah (laughs) i i 
I couldn't tell because for a long part through the movie, there's that like black, like red spot in the house where the brothers had killed each other. And for a while, I thought it was kind of like the house was haunted because I was going in this with the premise of it was a horror yeah. <laughs> movie. And then they just kind of like skipped over how any of that house haunting was relevant. And just I think it was weird because he tried to keep the movie believable and normal. I mean, one character even has a Blackberry like yeah. in the movie, believable and normal until about the last 30 minutes. And then he was like, just kidding. Let's throw all the symbolism and all the um, fantastical things that couldn't possibly happen in the house, like a war zone, a sex ring, cannibalism, like into a house that couldn't possibly happen. Yeah, it, it was chaotic. The last 20 minutes is like in your face, out of nowhere. Just start, everything just starts happening. And then he's like, you have to like think quickly about what's going on and like start understanding these references and metaphors but I mean if you had to score it I'm interested to see how you would score it if I had to score if I could give it a negative I would give it a negative but in the sense of so this can be consistent from week to week I would give it a one out of ten I checked my watch multiple times in the movie and if it was not required for me to review it on this podcast I a would have not (laughs) seen it and b would have left so, like, if you had known going into the film what this was, not a horror movie and more of, like, a biblical, like, like would you have liked it more? Or would you have thought about it differently? And then maybe it would have been, like, a different feeling when you were watching the film? I think that's hard to say. I think if I wasn't the person I was, if I was just a regular kind of average Joe person, I think, yes, that probably would have drawn me in more because uh, I would have thought it was more kind of that artistic, melodramatic movie. I personally am incredibly bored by every Bible allegory. I sat in church against my will for 18 years, and that was enough for me. Um, So it would have made me want to see it even less if it was me. But I recognize that for a lot of people, that would have been artistic and enlightening and something that they would have really enjoyed. Yeah, so, I mean, if you want to check out my review, I will be putting one up on 360 later today. you got to tell us what you would give it a score. I already went out there on a limb. What are you going to say? I mean, I like. Here's my thing. I think it's a really well-made movie, and I, I respect what he did. And like, so I would give it around like a seven, seven and a half. But I just can't recommend it. That's the problem. That's what's holding me back from scoring it like that. Like, can I score something like as a good average score, and then say I don't recommend it to most people? I think you can give it a good average score with a caveat of I recommend it for this type of person for this reason. Yeah. For everyone else. You go with the Elizabeth Campbell rating of don't see this movie. Yeah, American Assassin is out. I haven't seen that, but I mean, the audience scores are decent for that. Critics hated it, but go see it again. Or yeah, that made that destroyed Mother in the box office. It got like sixty million in the second week, and Mother made like seven and a half. Yeah, so last it, I saw, it was over a hundred million total box office. Yeah, so. so that's doing well. But uh, next week, we're finally getting to review my the sequel to one of my favorite movies, which is The Kingsman. I am so excited for this. This almost makes up for the fact that Will made me see this movie this weekend. I am worried about this film, The Kingsman, because of the hype. Like, the first one people loved because of, uh, it was kind of out of nowhere. We didn't know what to expect when I went to see the first one. And now everyone has these high expectations for the second one, so I guess we'll see if they can live up to it. I mean, all I'm really expecting out of this Kingsman movie is I want excessive and, frankly, graphic violence (laughs) and just some witty repartee back and forth. I know I'm not going to like any of the American characters. I'm 100% Team England for most things. So as long as there is some witty, snide humor laced in with all the violence and all of the American stereotypes, that will be exactly what I expect from this movie. So check us out next week when we review Kingsman. And thanks for listening this time. 
We appreciate it. We hope there wasn't too much Bible allegory in this <laughs> review. And enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks for listening.